here today with Mia McFarlane and Julien Cuignot, who comprise a creative collaborative of French Cowboy. Me and Julian are creative force du jour, an absolute pleasure to collaborate with, and good friends. In addition to creating imagery for fashion clients all across Europe and a career as exhibiting artists, they are co-editors of Urk Magazine Paris, a fashion and culture print and web-based publication. They've recently opened the Urk Gallery at Arles, France, at the site of Recrant d'Arles, and one of the leading photography festivals. They're also amazing photographers and just uh, creative entities that are... A welcome addition, certainly, to my life and career. Thank you both for taking time. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you as well. You take a lot of risks, or maybe it's better to say you explore a lot of different directions as creatives and business people. What drives that? We are two people, so we have two creative minds that are in two directions to begin with. And then there's that compromise of the two of us together. I think because we were both art directors and working with other creatives, that we are used to having to think many different directions. So it's just natural for us to want to try something new all the time. And it's actually easier for the galleries to be able to have an artist who does one thing, easier for collectors, easier for everything. But Julian and I are just not screwed in that way. We are people who need to be challenged regularly and we're always inspired by such new ideas that to just do one thing would be difficult. So it's a need as much as a business proposition? Maybe not a business proposition. As I said, it would probably be better for us if we were more one type of artist because it would be easier for our agent, for our galleries to sell us in that one direction. So I wouldn't know if it was actually a good business proposition, but definitely a need. That's for sure. We, we definitely need to be challenged and something new, creative all the time. Is that part of how French Cowboy came about? The creative inspiration, working together, sparking each other? Yes. At the beginning, the name of French Cowboy was a funny name. That's uh, because we don't want to be taking too seriously. We are not uh, obliged to do one thing. So we can do whatever we want because we have a, a light name. And so we can choose something very serious, something very not serious. We can do uh, everything we, we want with the name. That was the idea at the beginning. That's great. And how did the two of you end up working together? We were on holidays and we were uh, talking together and joking and we create this guy, this kind of uh, weird guy not at the right place. And we succeed to have some uh, very strange story with this French uh, cowboy, which is not really a cowboy, but he believed that he is one. And uh, because of this, we, we understood that we could uh, work very well together because we have the, the brain going everywhere and trying to, to make something happen. And it's the start of everything we are doing from now. We, are, we have a subject and then we go everywhere and then we, we agree on something and we jumped on the idea and yeah. that's uh, the way we work. We're always playing off of each other. Like our French cowboy, we had this character that started on our vacation where we were like, oh yeah, this French cowboy, he's not really the fastest gun in the West. He's the best kisser in the West, maybe. <laughs> and, or at least he believes, you know, when he walks into a town, all the windows and shutters close, not because they're scared that he's going to hurt somebody, but he's going to seduce all the young ladies. 
we were just laughing a lot and we realized that we had this creative dialogue that just happens when we're together. And I think it was on our very first vacation that we started mm-hmm. taking photos too. So it's just a natural way of us being able to collaborate together. That's oh, wonderful. You've done a lot of fashion photography. You've worked with fashion houses such as Schiaparelli at La Pra and Jean-Paul Gaultier. You've photographed in the streets of Paris. And now you've done editorials for Irk and Bogatalia, the opera, Antonym, and many others. How did you move in the direction of fashion as photographers, as image makers? The inspiration is some uh, great photographer, of course, Guy Bourdin, who was a fashion photographer, but also uh, doing some very strong pictures. They are not really fashion photographers. They are, but they are in the in-between art and uh, fashion photographer. And it's this that we are interested in. Yeah. So the, the fashion gives us fantastic looks, fantastic model. Very inspiring fashion. Very inspiring and Every detail uh, can create something. Fashion can create for us. It's uh, the future. So every time we are trying to create a story, the start can be the model, it can be the fashion, it can be... It can the, be an exhibition we saw, background. it can be a movie we saw. When I saw the Gucci collection on the runway show, and it was all these colors and great shapes, and I'm just like, ah. this is a circus. And I told Julian, if he hadn't been able to come with me to that, we have to contact Gauthier to see if he would be interested in us doing a circus in Paris. They loved the idea. They're like, it's so obvious. And they hadn't even thought of it. So then we created props. We created our strong woman and our magician and the tightrope walker. And so we created that in the street of Paris with only Gauthier clothing. Started going to that runway show and that's happened several times. And when we went to the Guaupe show, inspired by Fabergé eggs and papal robes, and we saw a royal garden. It just becomes for us a story because we're very story-based. We like to be taken somewhere. Yeah, you're very narrative-driven, far more than I realized early on. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and you brought that narrative to your new book. You have a new book called Le Sud, The South. Yes, Lucid. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about the new book? So historically, I was spent a lot of time in the South when I was young because my parents were moving a lot. So I know very well the South and we have a small house in the South of France where we are going on holidays forever. I make it discover to me how I felt in love with it. Yes. Maybe more than I was because it was something I know forever. So you don't really see what you have in front of your nose most of the time. You you need to have somebody to, to share. I know that there is very precious, but I, I didn't feel it. Fresh eyes can say, oh, don't, wow. don't tell that. It's crazy, crazy. <laughs> so... So now we are we have the camera with us all the time, and uh, we try to do some um, picture of the place where it's still uh, not closed. It's allowed to everybody. It's an open space. It's freedom. The, the, the imagination is completely open. Yeah. And then to this, we had a very good friend, a model called Meg, and she stays with us several days, which is uh, something we like very much because we can create something. Uh, to have several days, it's a luxury. A big luxury. A big luxury. We scout an old uh, hotel, more like a Palm Spring Motel in the south of France. So we could connect with the American because we loved 
that we don't know exactly where we are. So we don't know if it's now, if it's 10 years ago. Is it really in the South or is it in America or is it in some wild space? Um, so we, we, we like to mix all of things and we love uh, America. And this uh, motel was a very good base for us. And so we create a story and we mix it with the picture of landscape yeah. of a girl who was uh, running away from something and waiting. We, we used to say to the children, you have to get bored to be creative. I think it's interesting that how you, at the beginning, you are very anxious and then you free yourself and you are a little bit yes. open to everything around you. Often we'll bring visual aids for our models. But this time we actually wrote a, a scenario, a full script for her about a bank robbery gone wrong and that she got separated from the love of her life who at this bank robbery and she doesn't know if he's been hurt, arrested, or maybe he just decided to take the diamonds and run off. Yes. You know? So she's now waiting where they're supposed to be waiting and he's not showing up. And she's like, do I go back and try to find him? Sorry. At the beginning, she was like, okay, very excited. And then uh, when she heard a, a, a sound, she's still very excited. He's coming, friends coming. Somebody's walking oh, down the oh, hall. Friends. It must be him. And, and I think that really helped Meg to get into character and also to have an actual emotion behind the photos, not just a pose. It adds a whole other dimension to a photograph if the model is feeling something and not just positioning her body into a specific position. So for her, it made it a lot easier, and I think it made the photos a lot richer. Now, you get a sense of that story and narrative when you look at the images, but you've also included landscapes from the region. How did you tie those together? It all feels very cinematic, by the way. As we said, we spent quite a lot of time down in the south, so the, the landscape photos were not just taken during those three days. They were taken over time. However, we did take her into that same nature, so in some ways, we do tie them in together. And also the lighting, the colors of the photos, it's always this burnt umber golden light that is so typical of the South of France mm. and is really taken throughout the imagery. That's quite beautiful. When will the book be available? It will be available for our exhibition starting July 4th in the South of France. So we have a big solo show I think we'll have around 30 photos wow. in the show, and the book will be on sale at the same time. That's amazing. I'm excited. I can't yeah. wait to see it. I'm happy for you both. You were in Saint-Tropez, I think, the first time we spoke. Yes, exactly. Yes, many yeah. years ago now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I interviewed you for the book, The Fashion Image. Yeah. was able to include your pictures, and I'm looking forward to including your work in an upcoming book on fine art photography for Rutledge as well. So. Excited. Thank you very much. When we first met, we talked a lot about Irk Magazine, which is something else you've spent a lot of time on, and I've been happy to be a part of. Can you tell me a little bit about that? The name Irk means annoying. More, more to common. annoy. To, to, and I know the French definition. Yeah. <laughs> Push limits. And, yeah. yeah. When we start the, the magazine, uh, there is different things that make us want to start it, and one of them was when we were seeing all the, the exhibition in Arles, uh, which is a very uh, huge place for photography, where you see a lot of different uh, galleries, and fashion was not very well uh, showed. So we were like, why they don't consider that 
the fashion photography is not as uh, important uh, as photojournalism, as, as, as social as art photography, social work, social as, as nude as landscape, as, because. I understand there is some uh, picture which are done on a photo studio on a white background and it's only for a catalog, but, but nobody says uh, it's art. But uh, I think it's obvious that it's art also. And so we were like, okay, uh, there is no magazine trying to show some very uh, artistic power. And we want to show a lot of photographers and a lot of new photographers too. Yes, young photographers. We wanted to push the artistic way of doing um, fashion photography. Yes. We also wanted to inspire these photographers who are not able to get their work seen when it's really creative. It's thematic-based, as you know. Every issue is driven by an idea. And that idea brings out those juices in these artists. And not everybody is like Julie and I, who every time we have a new theme, we're like, okay, where are we going to go? So we sometimes have to choose artists that can go in that direction. Um, you know, when we did the story time issue, we, we took Jack Olivao and, and we took, um, I think it, um, I think you can probably remind us a few of the ones that we you interviewed as well. But these photographers are able to, are, are driven by storytelling. And then we'll have one where they're driven by the masters and it's more painterly work. And that's why we had the master's collection. And then photographers would go towards the future. And every time we have these crazy ideas that go from left to right, and we like to inspire photographers to push their limits, to do something new, to find new ideas, and also to be able to communicate about the artists that are working in all those different directions. And also to make discover some new talents, because uh, one of them I like very much is Xubingdu. I discovered her on uh, Tumblr, I guess. I thought she was a very well-known artist and she was doing so beautiful. Uh, uh, at this time, it was cars. It's very hard to do uh, an interesting pictures of cars. It's very basic, but at the end, she succeeded to do some very incredible things. So I think it's very interesting when... And she was a college student when we discussed Yeah, her. and she was a college student at this time. She was very surprised that we contacted her. But uh, I, I love this, to have the... The sensation to discover somebody and to help somebody to be discovered. Yes, yes. It's nice to not just be about ourselves and about helping others. No, I know that's important, you both. And it has to be satisfying to have created a vehicle where you really can discover new talent and give people a chance yeah. and inspire creativity. You talked about Guy Bourdin. I mean, really, he embodies all of that. I think in all the best ways. He was so far ahead of his time. Yeah, so far. Yes. <laughs> And there's so many great new artists out there, too. One of the artists that we bought a photo of, Jack Codling. Jack Codling out of England. Amazing storyteller. Again, he was a college student when we discovered him, and he was in our first issue. Just amazing talent. And it's so great to be able to find these people and to tell them, you are great, keep taking photos. You, you know, you deserve to go far. So will that extend, or does that extend to Earth Gallery and Arles, or will that have a little different perspective? No, it will be the same that way. I think we will not be as limited to, actually, we're not limited in Earth to fashion photography, but we will definitely be showing diverse photography. I think we will be big on storytelling in the work. Mm. That would probably be one of the biggest driving forces. 
but whether we're doing landscapes, nudes, or fashion photography, we will be telling stories. That's amazing. And you've been in the midst of renovating the space. You purchased the space. It wasn't a gallery. No, it wasn't. It was a bookstore. So quite uh, appropriate for the storytelling. Yeah, but we don't close the bookstore. The bookstore was closed for 10 years. 10 years, yes. So it's, we are not responsible for the... <laughs> <laughs> the demise of the bookstore. I think that's an excellent point. <laughs> I, I, I would feel bad for it. But oh, it was closed. And we have to redo everything because it was uh, not in good shape. But we kept one big wall in the, the original state. Very industrial and it's very nice. It has nice. really high ceilings and the back room, what used to be an open space. But I mean, it was closed off glass bricks. So there's light coming in in the back of the gallery, but from the ceiling. And so it's just a beautiful space and right in the center of Arles and historic district. I think they're happy to see that this space open again, even if it's not going to be a bookstore. There will be a magazine on sale there in our book this summer because we love magazines and art books. And so we'll probably have a, a, a section and, of the gallery that will be about that. We will also probably be introducing some sculpture work as well and other things as we keep going along. But photography will be its driving force because that's our first love. Judith, <laughs> <laughs> well said. It's great to see all of this emerge out of that same belief system of being innovative and creative and staying creative together and giving people opportunities. Really, yeah. it's gone from your work to the magazine to the gallery, and I look forward to what's next. I have to ask, how have you evolved personally and professionally over the course of your career? Okay, we've evolved personally. Obviously, we get closer all the time. I mean, we're so excited by our creative process that it's an amazing high to do this together. When we have a new idea, I mean, I'm bursting with excitement. When we find a new location, it's heaven on earth. And I mean, we do probably work too much, but it doesn't feel like work. Yeah, I think one of the important things is we can say what we are doing together. Sometimes people are saying, who is taking the picture? Who is pushing the button? And we are like, oh, I'm sorry to, to say that we have the same camera, we have the same settings, we have the same uh, numbers uh, in the camera. So we have no idea who, who takes the right pictures. But sometimes you, you, you think you, you took uh, one picture and you, you haven't. But... And two months later, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's a part of the, the, how we enjoy to work together create something together because we have our own uh, experience yeah mm. yeah and career-wise we're always evolving like now we're going to be gallery owners and i just gave a lecture with the university in england and i love teaching i think julie and i will probably evolve more in that direction as well maybe organizing photography uh, workshops in the south of france that whole area with their wild horses and bulls and salt dunes and there's just so much to, to take her in photos so it would be great to organize that as well and we love traveling for photos so we want to do more of that as well what is one thing you've learned along the way oh one thing what we have learned uh not to be afraid we have a lot of ideas so it's another thing to say okay let's go let's do it but I think one of the things I have learned is to say, okay, if Mia believes in this idea, we should go. 
Um, if we are too to believe in the idea, we should go and and so that's how we succeed to do a, a lot of things. Yes. One of the thing, and after, uh, I think we are learning to every every day. Oh my gosh, it doesn't stop. Yeah. On the learning process, even on how to take photos, we're constantly learning. We're not very technical people. Um, even though the technique is important to get what you want, it's the least important in our process. I don't know where I wanted to go with that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the important thing is not we know what we want. So it's like in Photoshop or in every uh, software, you are looking at uh, tutorials, you are looking at everything. You you need to do what you want. It's not the technique who, who drives us. It's uh, really the picture image we have in, in our mind that says, okay, how it's possible to do that? Let's try without knowing anything. We don't succeed, but we try to see, and now internet is uh, full of... Uh, I think that one of the greatest things that's evolved in, in us is that we're no longer terrified of the photo shoot. In the beginning, neither of us slept before a photo shoot. We would be so stressed, and at the end of a photo shoot, I couldn't move my neck anymore. It, the stress level was so high. And I think that that has gotten a lot better. Yeah, we did pictures in winter, minus four, raining. We did uh, pictures with uh, people who don't want to have us on the, on the scene. So now we are not as afraid as before <laughs> that something could happen yeah. and uh, it's not going to... Uh, to... I, we took photos in uh, um, the Opera de Paris. I mean, it's impossible to get into the Opera de Paris and we made it happen. So once you've done oh, like 20 of those types of crazy ideas, you just go, it's okay, we can do it. We're not going to fail. Yeah. It's all right. We will find a solution on the way. Yeah. That's amazing. You talked about me yeah, having a lot of ideas, and I'm sure you, Julian, as well. How do you decide which ideas to move forward with? Is it just a feeling? Is it a passion? Is it a... What is it? I think it's uh, the picture. What I like to do is to figure out what picture it will give. So I have a picture in my mind, and uh, from one picture to another picture, the story is doing it its own way. Most of the time, we don't do the picture we, we draw, but we are drawing the pictures in the, at the beginning, and it helps also to create the story. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes it's just lucky timing, too. I mean, we'll have a lot of ideas, but we'll be too busy to be able to do the photo shoot, and sometimes some of the great ideas don't happen because it's just not the right time. Like, there's quite a few right now. I have a long list of ideas that I'm still hoping we'll do. <laughs> and... It will probably be not any of them, but something else that will show up and that will get us there. There's not enough hours in the day, that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, but we, the more we are prepared, the, the more we can do pictures we want. Because when we are on the, on the scene, it's very hard to have a clear brain. You have to check everything. You have to have the right weather. You have the yeah. right background. You have... Another thing we've been trying to do is smaller teams that ideal situation is a model and just Julian and I. I've started doing the makeup myself. <laughs> so I get to have the hair and makeup and we do the styling together and we both are each other's assistants. I'll hold the light one time and he'll hold the reflector mm. the next. It just gives us that breathing room. There's just a better energy with the model. I think the model then becomes more creative. 
when we're communicating the dialogue just between us. Or sometimes we'll add one other person, a hair and makeup person with yes, us. Yes, we have two uh, hair and makeup who are very close to us now. So it's a bit like the family. Yeah, so that, that helps a lot too, having that family of people we work with. Ludovic and Ruby. Yeah. They're great. And we have a couple of stylists, Orika and um, Ahor and a bunch of some people that we feel really happy working with and they make it easier. But for example, when we were with Meg in the south of France, uh, yeah, Canon. Oh, yeah, in, in the US. When we get to work with Canon, it's heaven on earth. But he doesn't live in France. <laughs> <laughs> but when we were with Meg, it, she did her own hair and makeup. And wow, she, she was flawless. The whole process of her doing her makeup was amazing. And then we ended up doing nudes most of the time. So we didn't have to worry too much about fashion. <laughs> And that three days, I think it was the best photo shoot we've ever had because I think the three days just made it incredible. And she was so much fun. She was constantly laughing and getting into it. She was a creative force. So that was huge. I want to work with her again. Three days on set like that is so indulgent. Yes. Really. There's a beauty to it. What is the personal characteristic that you most attribute your success to for each of you? What is a personal characteristic that you think drives your success? I think it's a, it's a mix of uh, craziness and uh, storytelling. And, but you personally? Uh, I have no special talents. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll come. He's going to say mine and I'll tell him. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, Julian is extremely creative i think that is his strongest um capability is his ideas and being able to make those ideas into reality he does most of the drawings and he pushes things even further he has a strong artistic culture so you'd be inspired by techno in berlin and russian architecture and somehow that will be in the work all of that background and that creative mind, which he also just stays young. Like Julian doesn't listen to music because it was great back then. He'll constantly find new music to enjoy, constantly looking for new artists. So I think that he never stops growing, whether it's in photography, design, music, all of that. And I think that's his strength. And then you get to say mine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's very easy. Mia is free. That's the, the, the very good thing. It's, there is uh, nothing impossible. And sometimes why I'm, uh, I am the, always the bad guy saying, no, can't do that, can't we? There is this and this, and you can't imagine how it's impossible. It is that she says, no, stop, we, we will do it. Succeed to do it. And she does. She, she can contact every, every people she wants. She, when she has an idea in mind, she, she's unstoppable. She has an artistic background, so it's always the same. She's very feeling um, more uh, instinctive than me. She can figure out to do something in every situation when I'm pretty more like upset because we, uh, we can't succeed to do what uh, I have in mind at the beginning. And she was more like, no, let's see what is good now, what is good here, what, uh, what we can do there. And uh, that's why we, are, we work very well together because we have some different skills. And after that, we succeed to talk a lot together, which is uh, very good because we can talk of what we like. And so we are going 
Uh, maybe we are different at the beginning, but we, we succeed by talking and by showing everything that we, we want to do, we like uh, to have the same goal, which is not easy for two people working together. Yeah, but Julian is also a designer. And when you design a perfume bottle, for example, you can't have accidents. It has to be a perfect design. And when you're a painter, happy accidents are everything you want. It's like almost the goal is to not be set in one way. So when you have that two different types of personalities, Julian is very prepared. He knows exactly what he wants. And I, I like that we're prepared, but I'm also ready for, for anything to happen. That might be a good reason to why we are different. And why it works together. Yeah. yeah. So one last question. What advice would you give to someone who has the desire to step out on a new career path and who would like to create a career based on the things they love and believe in? I think a good camera is not a bad idea because a lot of photographers are saying, no, it's not the camera who makes the pictures. But I think a good camera is, uh, it's easier to get what you have in mind and not to have what the camera can provide. But uh, this is the light thing. But after, I think it's, uh, it's always a uh, work, work, work. Huh? Stay focused and uh, be creative. The, the only way to be different from the others. Yeah. I mean, obviously, being unstoppable. You're going to have a lot of times where you walk into a gallery and they're going to push you out of the gallery even before you've said who you are. The moment you say, I'm an artist, can I show you my work? They're like, get out. You know, hmm. and you're going to have a lot. You're going to have a lot of people who are not there to support you. But you need to be strong. Make contacts with other people. Work with other artists. You don't have to be like Julie and I that are one artist and two or two and one, but create that group of people who support you in your field. You will hold each other up. I think that's really important. Go be out there. It's all about who you know. So if there is a book signing, a magazine signing, and you, you would like to be published in that magazine, go to that party, to that event meet those people because that's going to get you in the door because internet and emails is not the same thing as when you see somebody in person be kind is a really good advice when you're talking on the phone put a smile on even though you're stressed if you smile that will come across if somebody let's say they turn you down you thank them for your for their time for having answered your email there's just at every moment in your life, be kind to people. Also, be kind to anybody who works on your team. If you're a big photographer, be kind to the intern, to the assistant. Those people are going to be big editors in a magazine or something like that. So be kind always, not just because it's important for you and your career, but just it's important in life to be kind. <laughs> Don't stop learning, research. Keep trying to have new ideas. Just keep growing in life always, forever and ever. It's wonderful advice. Thank you both. It's been amazing to have you both here. And I always love our conversations. So that's a pleasure. It's a real Thank pleasure as well, Thomas. Such great questions. Thank you. <laughs> it was great. So hopefully we'll get to see each other soon. It seems like forever. Hopefully one day we'll get to travel. Yes, please. You have to come back to France and we want to come back to the U.S. soon. Yeah. So, if you yeah. could have the opportunity to go to Arles this summer, it would be fantastic. Maybe it would be amazing. Be I've never been, you know. Never. Yeah. 
We so have to, we, to make you discover how wild it is because it's crazy uh, out there. Yeah, it is. It's nothing <clears throat> what you would imagine. Mm. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm very excited and so happy for you both. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, you guys enjoy the rest of your holiday and hopefully we'll speak soon. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Bye. Ciao. Ciao. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please join us again on Thomas Werner Project's podcast.